so we are doing uh, shrimad bhagavatam uh, chapter 14 this is this is called the system of universal management now universal management if if you recollect in the in the last chapter what we had done was there are going to be future manus so we had done a certain amount of the structure of how manus are going to be replaced one after the other uh, there was uh, one thing which uh, i left you all with and that that was a very interesting twist but nobody came back with the question only i think one person who later on asked me what are you saying i don't understand okay i will give you the backdrop of that thing i said that every future the future what happens is now in the previous yuga there is jamdangini atreya and so on and so forth they had given and in the next one it is mentioned that parshuram and all these people are going to be the saptarishis you know the rishis which are connected so you will want to know exactly how is it that they get replaced with somebody else so i said you also stand a chance the reason is very simple it is <coughs> we consider ourselves as human beings i'm with a name and a designate you know like i am born in xyz place my name is so and so we believe that we are like that but actually we are not the body we nobody is a body body is like a container it's like think about it is coke the container no coke is not the bottle the bottle is the container container for that liquid which is called the coke this much you understand let us say even if i buy a particular kind of a, a say biscuits or maybe i buy some sort of a, a you know food grains now the food grains are packed in some plastic all right so the plastic cannot say that it is the food grain food grain is different than the plastic got it so exactly like that so we are packed in this body which is called the container but the idea is who am i the biggest question which everybody has to ask you know who am i that is a question which was i said nisargadatt maharaj had said you know you have to ask yourself so the moment you come to know that is called realization you realize who you are the moment you realize who you are you understand that you are an amsh a part or a portion of a particular entity so how do you know who you are so the lineage continues so maybe the next body that you get might be the saptarishi's body you don't know that so it's very important that you should try to find out but that is what the main reason why we are doing spiritual stuff is because you should get an understanding of this so never count yourself as the body body is just a container the container can be in various shapes sizes colors you name it it can be of any kind it will have its own lid it will have its own you know labels and so on and so forth it can have quantities in different different forms like say for example you get a 1 liter bottle you get a half liter bottle you get a quarter liter bottle like that so does not mean that you are in that bottle that 1 liter the quarter liter and all are associated with you no 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 that is also different so what does it quarter liter and all mean it means you have a family you have your mother brother father sister husband you know wife whoever it might be children grandchildren what not all these are nothing but bottles that you see are they a form 
are they coming from the same place we have no idea so that is the reason why it's very important to find out who am i the question is extremely important so now this is where i ended so i said to you that you also have a chance so now i hope you understand that you really don't know who you are so if you come to know who you are naturally you stand a very good chance of becoming the next indra for all you know how do you know that so let us keep the options open all right so now we are doing the next chapter chapter 14 the system of universal management maharaj parikshit inquired o oh, most opulent sukhdev goswami please explain to me how manu and others in each manantara are engaged in their respective duties and by whose order are they so engaged everybody is supposed to be engaged in their own own duties so what are the duties that are there so the duties that have been assigned to you with this particular body of yours you have come with that duty now think about it like this there is a there is a bottle of liquid okay now the liquid could be a particular kind all right now it says water on top of it is written water now that water has a specific use now you ask me if there is water inside that bottle what is the use of that water so if i ask if i say to you it contains water h2o which is what is inside what are the uses so you may say oh it can be used for drinking other person will say no no i will use it for cooking third person will say no no i will use it for watering plants fourth person will say no none of you understand it is distilled water okay so i am going to use it in my in my engines okay you know earlier on we used to have those uh, batteries where we used to put <laughs> distilled water nowadays you don't get those kind of things it's a closed system and especially after yesterday so i don't think we'll have to buy those kind of batteries any time elon musk has come out with those new batteries you know for household purposes and all that he's going to replace the whole world batteries <laughs> so yes so coming back to this so what is the use that is the duty associated with this the thing that is inside got it imagine very very you know maybe 100 more than 100 years ago somebody had bottled a drink okay and he used to go from village to village and any person who has dyspepsia you know what is dyspepsia gas gas problems it's called dyspepsia so he used to sell this liquid which he had concocted to people now do you do you get the name from that dyspepsia right so pepsi pepsi came into the picture so pepsi was supposed to be a drink meant for the purpose of removing your gas all right and that is how pepsi was born it was like a aushadi <laughs> so that you could take it and remove the gas from your system but today what what do we use it for it's a fun drink people drink it for fun purposes so it the, it doesn't matter really but the job is what everybody has come up with so we all are given a specific body for a purpose 
so that we have specific jobs to perform which is basically what we say as the duty uh, in in other terminology it is called swadharma swadharma what is the dharma that you are come in this world for got it sukhdev goswami said the manus the son of manu the great sages the indras the demigods o king are appointed by the supreme personality of godhead in his various incarnations such as yagya o king i have already described to you various incarnations of the lord such as yagya the manus and others are chosen by these incarnations under whose direction they conduct the universal affair now do you understand is chosen you have a choice okay like uh, maybe you have you are standing over there in queue and you have the moment your number comes okay now which uh, garment are you interested in wearing okay that one go in that you know when you stand outside uh, an airport in a queue and there are people who are directing you to the taxis and there may be 10 stands over there you know and then the person says sir you go to taxi number 3 and you say taxi number 4 like that okay so now do you understand so you have a choice so basically these are roles which are for the purpose of enactment and the moment you are out of that and you want to come into this world you have the choice of taking in those things they conduct the universal affairs at the end of every four yugas the great saintly persons upon seeing that the eternal occupation duties of mankind have been misused reestablish the principle of religion religion deteriorates over a period of time this you should understand it takes four yugas for deterioration so first yuga the religion is extremely powerful that is why if you recollect i had told you all the story of the of the cow and later on the bull okay the bull is standing on four feet so in the first yuga he is standing on four feet in the second yuga he is standing on three feet in the third yuga he is standing on two feet and in the last yuga nothing so basically he is got one feet that to he doesn't know whether he is there or no so what it means is the religion which is called the bull is destroyed by the end of the fourth yuga and once the yuga sets in you will find that irreligious activities have started happening in this world irreligion religious activities have been completely destroyed uh, just a few days ago i had just uh, seeing an article in uh, done by the pure research you know about religions in this world it was talking about the different kinds of religions that are going to be there existing in the next 20 years from now by 2050 india will have the largest muslim population in the world that is what was mentioned over there so the number one religion which is today christianity will be replaced by islam which is going to be the largest religion in the world and the largest place where islam will be practiced will be india and number two will be indonesia so now you understand how this whole thing is going to work so religion but what is it in the religion that we are taking in today are we taking the goodness out of it or are we leaning towards that which we distort for our own purposes you know you can twist the religion to our own purposes you will find that uh, say for example in india india has not signed a treaty where a woman is given equal rights in marriage 
Okay. Now this is something where India is refusing to sign. There are a large number of countries where it is. Uh, what is the law? The law is this. It says that a woman can refuse sex after when she is married to the person. Okay, to her husband, she can refuse. Now laws have been enacted in countries like Indonesia also, by the way. Indonesia, Malaysia, United States, and many other countries, even in Europe, where a woman can definitely refuse her husband. But two days ago, our country said that no, we are a different culture, we are a different religion, we are a different sect. We will not allow that. So women will never have equality in India. This is what uh, had come in the news, and that is very wrong because, as per the religious principles. they have to be given equal rights there are a woman can definitely do what she wants to do but it is not so so now you understand how irreligion comes into the picture you are twisting the same rules to your own benefit which is wrong and this is going to happen in the fourth yuga already we are 2000 years into the fourth yuga not 2000 we are 6000 years into the into this yuga all right so the principle of religion will get destroyed so what happens after the end of the four yuga everything comes to a standstill once again and then again reestablishment happens in the next four, four year four rounds thereafter o king the manus being fully engaged according to the instructions of the supreme personality of godhead directly reestablish the principles of occupational duties in its full four parts occupational duties i told you that is your swadharma a swadharma is always connected to our whichever womb that we have taken now it means very simply this the principle of what is called as the brahmana kshatriyas you know the varnas that are there we are all going to get associated back again into the varna system now varna is again distorted like i told you religion becomes irreligion very soon so the distortion of the varna system has already happened people think that they come from uh, you know shudra class whereas they are not a person may be a minister he is not a shudra i'm sorry he is not a shudra from any point of view he has got enough money he has got enough status he has got hundreds of people following him so now you understand so to enjoy the result of the sacrifices yagyas the rulers of the world namely the sons and the grandsons of manu discharged the orders of the supreme personality of godhead until the end of the manu's reign the demigods also share the results of these sacrifices indra the king of heaven receiving benedictions from the supreme personality of godhead and thus enjoying highly developed opulences maintains the individual in maintains the living entities all over the three worlds by pouring sufficient rain on all the planets okay now indra's reign comes to an end at the end of the yuga correct in the previous yuga kali yuga what happens over there now think about it like this the ex- exactly what we are hoping should not happen happens uh just a few days ago i had posted alaska you know greenland alaska the top belt of arctic there was a picture which was taken which talked about 
the entire ice belt over there was reduced to 32% of what it was in 2012 and the land mass had gone uh, i mean the uh, the mass of that ice block had gone right inside so the ice flow has become pretty small so you will find that now what is happening is there is a lot of heat ice is melting you seen the nepal tragedy where the entire mountain came down okay the earthquake happened but the reversal starts happening by the end of the yuga because there is so much of disturbance in the field in this universe so entire thing which is called the ice age takes over and everything gets buried and covered by means of ice alone so this is what happens all right so at that time the god of rain which is called indra rain stops now in uh, where you are staying also there you will find that there is a big chunk of snow and hails and so on and so forth happening the whole place is getting inundated with it and now the weather has started behaving in a completely different manner now imagine if there is an the the weather changes to such an extent it will become extremely difficult to stay look at california today everything has become completely dry there nothing in the rivers the waters the, there is nothing over there so you will find that these kind of extreme conditions will exist now so because indra dev is giving rain at wrong places and giving more rain at some places and less rain in some places so he is in charge of that in every yuga the supreme personality of godhead hari assumes the forms of siddhas such as sanaka to preach transcendental knowledge he assumes the form of great saintly persons such as yagyavalk to teach the way of karma and he assumes the form of great yogis such as dattatreya to teach the system of mystic yoga so in every yuga what does the krishna do he takes different different forms and the forms are so continuous like it is it is impossible for you to actually pinpoint the form the reason is very simple because in some form he comes as a teacher you will find that is how you know as sanaka i told you sanaka sanatana these are the four sons of brahma ji later on he can take a form of dattatreya also dattatreya is called the supreme master and dattatreya then takes a form of parshuram it's it's a it's a thread which continues in the form of prajapati marichi the supreme personality of godhead creates prajni becoming the king he kills the thieves and the rogues in the form of time he annihilates everything all the different qualities of material existence should be understood to be the qualities of the supreme personality of godhead so there are different different forms that he takes and there are different qualities that are associated with that particular form people in general are bewildered by the illusory energy and therefore they try to find the absolute truth the supreme personality of godhead through various types of research and philosophical speculation nonetheless they are unable to see the supreme lord people think that they know god people think that they understand the divine but that is the first problem which they face because understand the supreme divine consciousness never works in the way that you think simply because what comes in front of you 
is nothing but his divine potency. The potency is called Maya. Maya will cover you up and she will not allow you to see the divine Lord. Even if you try to go to the extent of doing philosophical research, see it is written over here, type of research and philosophical speculation, you can try to speculate, oh is that how it is, is that how it is and you try to do your research. You know how does the research happen? We always associate research with some speculatory things. You see some great miracles happening and you think, oh, God is standing over there. And then you go over there and you find out, oh, this is not a miracle man. This is not a miracle happening. This is a man who is creating something. And then what happens? Then you associate that man with some vague activity. Now you will find that, you know, in the last hundred years, every person who we think has become great was reduced to a very small person by the in less than a, a few years of time. Take for example, today, Jesus Christ who came 2000 years ago. There are so many people who don't believe in Christ anymore. They say that he was just a human being. They say that there is nothing like this that has happened. Religions come into a picture which says, Oh, he is just a common person. He is not a great person. He is one of the sages who has come in. So he is a sage. But when he was there, few people recognized that he was Christ. Christ is the supreme divine consciousness. It is the father in heaven. But after he died, what has happened today? People in this world have completely, you know, Remove that thing from their mind. Oh, they, and then they have doubts. And that is what is called Maya. Maya covers the entire world up. That is the reason why it is said. People in general are bewildered by the illusory energy. The illusory energy, remember, is called Maya. And therefore they try to find out the absolute truth. What is absolute truth? What is the truth? Oh, God... Was he there? Is he there? It's like, you know, those who want to find out if Sai Baba is really a person or was he God or was he some sage or what exactly was he? Was he a Hindu? Was he a Muslim? What exactly is? So big questions after questions after questions. We don't know. Again, the question which everybody wants to know. Now, Guru is Guru also. Now his name, I mean, they call him Ajja. Now Ajja was a great soul. Suddenly out of the extraordinary, where he was staying, he shifted his residence to another place. And so the first place became empty. And then the second place was there. And then suddenly out of the blue, after he passed away, the Samadhi is built in another place. And then the first place has become empty. Now you will wonder why exactly this happens. Think about it. Think about it. Where Ramakrishna Paramahansa also was there. Ramakrishna Paramahansa stayed in Kali temple. That is Dakshineshwar for many many years. And suddenly at the end of his life he was shifted to main Calcutta. Okay. Now that place they shifted. And from that place, 
after he died over there so the samadhi was distributed you know like now you try to find out where exactly is he so the question mark is where is he so where do you think he is is he in the place where he died and people made another place which is called belur math i don't know how many of you have visited belur math but those who have visited belur math belur math is the place where they started the ramakrishna mission swami vivekananda brahmananda and everybody started ramakrishna mission there they established a temple and they put some astis over there astis you know and now that place is worshiped as his final resting place but there are at least four people amongst us who have actually met ramakrishna ji in dakshineshwar so is he in dakshineshwar is he in belur math is he in that place so coming back to ajja story so where is ajja the question is very 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 relevant is ajja in the you know the neighboring compound or is he in this compound or is he over there in the mountain where he has done his tapasya or then where is he the answer is pretty simple he is in your heart don't try to find him anywhere outside that is called faith the most important word in this is called faith don't try to find out this kind of things it is only you are looking for the bottle do you get the point i can make bits of bottle and throw them all over the town what was inside has gone way way back into the divine and now you are also a part of that divine so your bottle is open open means the cap is open remember this if i put a closed bottle inside the sea with sea water in it this water is this cap is there no so the outside water is not going to go inside right now if i remove the cap and i put this bottle into the sea the outside water is the same as the one inside a little recycling will happen inside or no so keeping the cap open means keeping that faith the faith inside of you understand believing in the truth is to open your mind open your mind to god open your heart to god so the water outside which is the divine consciousness is inside of you but if you keep yourself bottled up bottled up then you will never find the answers so keep your cap open have an open heart receive the divine bliss or the grace that is there so ajay is everywhere ajay is inside of you so you are also an amsh of him so i hope guru has found his answer in one kalpa or in one brahma there are there take place the many changes called vikalpas o king all of these have been previously described to you by me learned scholars who know the past present and the future have ascertained that in one day of brahma there are 14 manus so we have come to the end of this chapter the system of universal management so we will move on to the next chapter chapter 15 bali maharaj conquers the heavenly planets remember we were during that churning of the ocean isn't it so we are now going back to the story after this little diversion 
So Bali Maharaj conquers the heavenly planets. Bali Maharaj has been given a very special position by the Divine Lord. One of the hells. He has been made the king of one of the hell. Right? So now let us see. Maharaj Parikshit inquired. The Supreme Personality of Godhead in the, is the proprietor of everything. Why did he beg three paces of land from Bali Maharaj like a poor man? And when he got the gift from for which he had begged, why did he nonetheless arrest Bali Maharaj? I am very much anxious to know the mystery of these contradictions. Now contradictions are a part and parcel of the... Please understand this. There is always going to be contradictions in this spiritual world. Because it's never straight. It's never straight. Okay. Like I was doing a small verse yesterday. And the verse said that... I'll read the verse out to you so you'll get an idea about it. The verse is very strange. And... Um, it is from Bhagavad Gita chapter 12. Alright. So I'm just doing the verse. Just... See, this verse is very strange. Knowledge is better than practice. Without discernment, meditation of God is superior to knowledge. And renunciation of the fruit of action is superior to meditation. For peace immediately follows renunciation. This is a verse from the Bhagavad Gita, which is chapter 12, verse number 12. Alright? So, what is Krishna telling Arjuna? He says, See, the lowest form is called practice. Practice means you are supposed to do your duty, isn't it? You are keeping on practicing something. What is better than practice? It's called knowledge. So, just above practice is called knowledge. Meditation of God is superior to knowledge. That means you have practice, then you have knowledge, and then the next one is called meditation on God. Third one. Then the last one is above meditation on God is renouncing the fruit of action. So this is step 1, step 2, step 3, step 4. So what is the lowest in the order? The lowest in the order is your duty. Basically what we say as the job that you have come for, whatever you are doing is called practice. Okay. Better than practice is called knowledge. Right? Better than knowledge is called meditation on God. And better than meditation on God is renouncing the fruit of action. It's such an innocuous verse, isn't it? It very simply tells you, God is saying in different different verses, He says, See, if you cannot fix your mind on me, then you can do this. If you cannot do this, then you do this. Krishna is very nicely telling Arjuna, See, I can understand, you know, you don't have your mind fixed on me. What to do? Your mind is always going here, hither and thither, no? Just now also if you are thinking, you are thinking of ten different things going on around your surroundings, you know? So he says, don't worry, it's okay. If you cannot do this, then you try this. So first, you do your duty. Alright? Sometimes it so happens that you have your family and everybody. So naturally you want to take holidays, you want to go here, you want to do this, you want to work for your family, you want to make your children, you know, do good studies and something like that you know all these kind of things so then what happens you 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 fall down on your duty right so don't worry it's okay no problem if you fall down on your duty at least do some reading some knowledge gathering go to your guru 
maybe he will give you some knowledge correct okay 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 now i understand that even you don't have time for your guru no knowledge gets imparted because you know you have too many things to think of yes of course every day bills have to be paid this has to be done going to work in the morning to evening coming back home where does a person find time so krishna says oh, it's okay it's okay it's okay i'll make more concessions to you if you cannot find time for doing this kind of a thing which is called knowledge gathering then the next thing that you can do is you can meditate on me meditate on me means think about me when you think about him means what oh you keep on uh, you are you are doing some work okay in office your boss is yelling you yelling at you okay you think krishna krishna you think like that <laughs> when you have problem you think of krishna or some other god okay or when your wife or your husband is yelling or doing something oh my god oh my god you keep on doing that omg right or when you have certain trouble and you have to deliver certain things at that time you think of god so many a times you know people think of god when they are in trouble in distress what krishna is saying is you have to think of me all the time meditate on me constantly that is impossible isn't it you need time for reading your newspaper to watch tv to go for movies you know drinks or uh, you know dinner or go for holidays you have so much things to do so i'm sorry you know i i think i can understand you don't have time for that also so it's okay even if you don't meditate on me at least do the last thing the last thing is what last thing is don't bother about it it's it's okay you have to do only one last thing see three things he has eliminated the last thing is what he says very simply this that um, you renounce the fruit of action don't think about you know what is going to happen means what let us say we are uh, gathering money for the children studies okay 16 years from now when your child is going to be becoming big he has to go to some college maybe harvard or something like that so you have started saving money correct yeah you are focused very well in this you are saying that this money is meant only for my child's education so that is called focusing on the end result right krishna says see now this is something you need to avoid don't focus on the end result you know what he does by the time it is 8 or 10 years and maybe you have to pay an emi or some big amount is due for somewhere you will have to break that thing and then you have to pull the money from there and put it over there or maybe your your child says i am not interested in studies i want to become a rock star finished your money <laughs> you will wonder now why did i collect the money for and then it dawns on you oh the money is coming in use for my retirement okay okay theek hai or you have gathered money for your daughter's marriage okay or something i mean people gather and they have all these kind of different things coming up you know they will buy ma- they will buy all sorts of gold and all kinds of things people gather for the marriage and all that and the daughter says dad i am not interested in marriage i am basically looking at making a career for myself okay and marriage don't think about it i am just going to the court and getting married then what is the point in having all that so what do you do with all this gold and all these thing that you have gathered over there 
She says, I don't want your money. You keep it for yourself. How do you do? So now you understand. Don't bother about the end results because any which way the end results are never going to be in your hands. So Krishna's fourth point is this. He says, see, renouncing the fruit of action is superior to meditation. Peace immediately follows renunciation. So Krishna has given four options. First you do well and good. If you can't do first, go to the second. Second you do well and good. If you don't do the second, go to the third. If you can't do the third, then go to the fourth. You got the point. This is somewhere in the middle of 12th chapter. By the time you come to the end of the 18th chapter, you know what he has done? He has put one bazooka against your head. Okay, over here. On this side, that side, every side, all sides he has put. He says, see, I gave you so many choices. What has happened? You are an idiot, pakka idiot. Think about it. In the first chapter I told you, lift your bow and arrow and shoot. And you idiot, you don't want to shoot till the 18th chapter. So first chapter gaya, second chapter gaya, third chapter gaya, fourth. 18th chapter tak tumku mein simple baat bata raho. Lift your bow and arrow and shoot. And you don't want to do. Now I put a gun against your head. Teri maat nahi to uski maat. You understand the whole point? So finally Krishna says in a very very somber tone. He says, see whatever I told you you don't want to do no. Don't worry. My universe out there. My Prakriti is there. She will anyway make you do all these things. And then don't hold me responsible because I am not concerned. So then what he does? First you better do your job. Okay. So point number one. Right? Doing your duty. See, the only thing is that the last 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 thing is that you last thing is that the 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 last thing is that were you ever able to get out of your duty? Think about it. As a son, as a daughter, as a mother, as a brother or sister or whoever, your duties are a must. If you are taking care of your mother, you have to take care. There are no options, sir. Okay? If you are taking care of your child, you have to take care. No options. Okay? So, so doing your duty is a must. That is point number one. Tick. Now we come to point number two. Knowledge. If you say I am not interested in knowledge, you can't say those words. You want to grow in your life, isn't it? So you better have knowledge with you. Otherwise you will, you know, clerk ka clerk hi So knowledge is important. From material worldly knowledge to spiritual knowledge. You should understand exactly how things are done. So knowledge also is a must. So second tick. Third one, meditate on me. Kidar jane wala hai tum? Think about it. Where are you going to go when you are in deep trouble? You are anyway going to say, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. At the end of the day, you are going to call me only. So you better meditate on me. They go, meditate on me, everything will be fine. See, he said it very nicely. But now I am giving you the reverse of it. After the end of 18th chapter. What happens? 
and then he says fruit of action sir from which point of view do you think the fruit is in your hands no way so you better sit in front of me better meditate on me and tell me i am how how good i am and all those things is better so you say your prayers <laughs> be good to me i'll do your final appraisal see end of the year boss ke samne baith ke appraisal to karna padta hai ki nahi tum usko kitna bhi gaali dega pura baras mein end of the line you have to go and sit in front of him only for appraisal so he says see whether i have to give you promotion or demotion or increase in salary or whatever or no growth that's in my hands so think about it so all four things are applicable to us so very simply put it is like this whether you like it or not we have to do our duty number 1 number 2 we need to get educated whether you like it or not education means knowledge gathering is a must even if you become old you better gather knowledge correct number 3 you are doing it all for me only okay end of the world who do you think you owe this to me only is my world i have put the job in front of you you better do it so meditate on me so i am the boss that you are working for you don't have any other boss no wife is your boss and no husband is your boss okay i am the boss and then the last thing last thing is very simply end of it you don't know whether you are going to get it or no so you better be nice to me no and don't focus on the end result you be nice to me and when you sit for appraisal i will give you the option which body you can take so now do you understand this book the bhagavad gita is a straight forward book from one point of view but it is the most distorted book of all why because we do not understand the truth written in those words the words are written in a very distorted and a contorted manner to know that to know krishna's mind is very difficult so in uh, one of the you know things which was mentioned knowing god's mind there is a book written god's mind to understand god's mind it's not so easy so so we have to do our duty we have to get educated we should have been knowledgeable everything is a must and we have to do this entire thing because it is been put in front of him by uh, put in front of us by god and we better be dedicated to the job only we don't have any option on our end results this is a very simple explanation of the bhagavad gita in simple words so arjuna you don't have choices you have to lift your bow and arrow and shoot any which way the end result is already written by me got it so we have to do our duties so here also he is saying the same thing so i hope you understand i am very much anxious to know the mystery of this contradictions parikshit says oh i am also interested in knowing this contradictions what is this bali maharaj who was supposed to be a demon king okay now you go and crush his head also put him under the earth and then later on you give him some kingdom what is this strange phenomena and you come like a bikari in front of him it's a story but the story has true meaning there is something in that sugdev goswami said o king when bali maharaj lost all the opulence and died in the fight shukracharya 
a descendant of the Bhrugu Muni, brought him back to life. Because of this, the great soul Bali Maharaj became a disciple of Shukracharya and began to serve him with great faith, offering everything he had. Shukracharya is the guru of the demons. Alright? And he is from the descendant of Bhrugu. Alright? And remember, all the gods, all the demigods, they have drunk the Amrita. So they are alive. But the rest of these demons, all their bodies have been taken to Shukracharya. And Shukracharya has got a very special mantra. And that is called Sanjeevani mantra. So all the demons are alive now, once again. So they don't die. So try killing a virus, you're not going to die. Okay? So don't even try. If you try killing a virus, you'll kill yourself. So better live in harmony. Bala usko kuch khane ko mangta denega. Thandi nahi denega. So don't drink cold water. <laughs> Alright? So you should understand these are certain things. You have to live in harmony with these demons also. So coming back to this. The Brahmana descendant of Bhrigamuni was very pleased with Bali Maharaj who desired to conquer the kingdom of Indra. Thereafter, after purifying him and properly bathing him according to regulatory principles, they engaged him in performing the yagya known as Vishwajit. When ghee or clarified butter was offered in the fire of sacrifice, there appeared from the fire a celestial chariot covered with gold and silk. There also appeared yellow horses like those of Indra and a flag marked with a lion. So, what happens? Bali Maharaj is dead. He is revived by his guru, Shukracharya. Shukracharya, when he revives him, they perform a yagya. This yagya being performed, what happens after that? A chariot comes. The chariot is literally like the Indra's chariot, except that it has got a lion on top of it, you know, on the flag. A jilted bow, two quivers of infallible arrows and a celestial armor which also appeared. Bali Maharaj's grandfather, Prahlad Maharaj, offered Bali a garland of flowers that would never fade and Shukracharya gave him a conch shell. When Bali Maharaj was thus performing the special ritualistic ceremony advised by the Brahmanas and had received by their grace the equipment for fighting, he circumambulated the Brahmanas and offered them obeisances. He also saluted Prahlad Maharaj and offered obeisance to him. You know, every now and then we have read in these books, a conch was given, a conch was given. You know, Pondra, Panchajanya, all these kind of conches are there. What do you mean by the conch? Have you ever thought what is this conch all about? A conch is a very strange kind of a creature, you know. I am sure you know how, how it is shaped. You hold it and you blow in it. What exactly is this? Brito and I are doing a very beautiful... Uh, you know, verse actually, a beautiful theory and that is about how the world was created by means of sound. Uh, It's a very interesting theory, Uh, actually it's not a theory, it's uh, the truth, but for today's um, people it is a theory. The vowels and the consonants are used. The vowels and the consonants are used. How the vowels and the consonants are used and how the creation of mankind happens is the way of determining how this entire world came into being. Remember, it is said in all our ancient texts, 
the world was born with the sound the omkara om right na om correct likewise in the christian texts or in the jewish books or in whichever book that you want to all these are talking about the creation of the sound the sound came first and then the entire world was created so we are doing this very beautiful treatise on that now furtherance to that this particular line is telling you a conch was given you know in uh, our world we have those whistles which are soundless there is no actual audible sound is heard yet the sound is heard by the dogs you know about this kind of whistles so you just blow in it and then the dog listens to it and he comes it is called high frequency it's a high frequency whistle now the conch is relating to a particular type of a wavelength so when you blow through the conch you have there is a technique which is designed to blow through the conch and create that kind of a sound every conch shell is different know that every conch shell is made in a different way and this conch shell when the sound comes out from the other end it creates a certain frequency which only a certain type of beings in this world can hear so there are certain sounds which are in your wavelength that is why if you recollect there was uh, there was this thing which i said you know the bridge vibrates in the wavelength of the cars if it vibrates on the same wavelength the bridge will collapse that is what i had told you so the wavelengths are different in the same way this particular conch vibrates at a particular wavelength which gives the command of that particular domain to that individual so that got it and that is the reason why the conch shell is used even during the time of the wars so when arjuna blows his conch shell his army members understand that it is our lord which is arjuna who is blowing the conch what it so likewise this conch shell creates a certain vibrations and these vibrations are associated with certain number of people or things or whatever now you will say what nonsense are you talking you see you have a particular instrument it is operating at a certain wavelength isn't it we are connecting to the network or when you have the wifi when you log into the wifi network you have to put in the right password then it connects to the wifi isn't it same way zigbee devices you need to have that zigbee controller whatever that is it vibrates at that particular wavelength then only it will give the right answer so i hope you understand so there are things internet of things iot vibrating at a certain wavelength which you can understand and then you can control them controller is there with that controller you can control all these iot devices got it so now i hope you understand how this conch also works the conch is an important symbol for gathering that particular information in that particular wavelength and telling that particular thing what is needed see in uh, in uh, 
in america also where there were red indian tribes there were the smoke signals so those are visible signals and uh, how will you know when tarzan comes in he does his sound isn't it yeah yeah or something like that so immediately you understand tarzan agya <laughs> so you understood no so this conchal is very very important when maharaj bali has thus performed the special ritualistic ceremony advised by the brahmanas and had received by the grace the equipment for fighting he circumambulated brahmanas and offered them obeisance he also saluted prahlad maharaj and offered obeisance to him then after gathering up the chariot given by shukracharya bali maharaj decorated with the nice garlands put protective armor on his body equipped himself with a bow and took up a sword and a quiver of arrows and when he sat down in the seat i think uh, if we are not able to complete we will stop at a particular place okay when he sat down on the seat in the chariot his arms decorated with golden bangles and his ears with sapphire earrings he shone like a worshipable fire when he assembled with his own soldiers and the demonic chiefs who were equal to him in strength opulence and beauty they appeared as if they would swallow the sky and burn the directions with the vision after thus gathering the demonic soldiers bali maharaj departed from the opulent capital of indra indeed he seemed to make the entire surface of the world tremble king indra city was full of pleasing orchards and gardens such as the nandana gardens because of the weight of the flowers leaves and fruits the branches of the eternally existing trees were bending down the gardens were visited by pair of chirping birds and singing bees the entire atmosphere was celestial beautiful women beautiful women protected by the demigods sported in the gardens which had lotus ponds full of swans cranes charvakas and the ducks the city was surrounded by trenches full of ganga water known as akash ganga by the high walls which were the color of fire upon the walls were parapets of fighting we are just doing a description so i'll complete it i think the door was made of solid gold plates and the gates were excellent marble they were linked by various public roads the entire city was constructed by vishwakarma ever the city was full of courtyards wide roads assembly houses and not less than 100 million aeroplanes see we have cars and they have aeroplanes the crossroads were made of pearl and there were sitting places made of diamonds and coral everlastingly beautiful and youthful women who were dressed with clean garments glittered in the city like fires with flames they all possessed the quality of siyama siyama sayyam sayyam control basically you you don't go out of the way looking at the girls over there like this like this no <laughs> they have the control over their own self the breeze blowing in the streets of the city bore the fragrance of the flowers falling from the hair of the women from the demigods apsaras passed on the streets which was covered with the white fragrant smoke of aguru incense emanating from windows with golden filigree golden filigree very nicely de- de- decorated windows the c- city was shaded by canopies decorated with pearls and the domes of the palaces had flags of pearls and gold the city was resounded with vibrations of peacocks pigeons and bees and above the city flew aeroplanes full of beautiful women who constantly chanted auspicious songs that were very pleasing to the ears the city was filled with the sounds of mridangas conch shells kettle drums flutes and well tuned instruments all playing in concert there was constant dancing and the gandharva sang the combined beauty of indrapuri defeated beauty personified 
no one was sinful envious violent towards other living creatures cunning living entities cunning falsely proud lusty or greedy could enter that city the people who lived there were all devoid of their faults bali maharaj who was the commander of numberless soldiers gathered his soldiers outside the abode of indra and attacked it from all directions he sounded the conch shells giving him by the spiritual master shukracharya thus creating a fearful situation for the women protected by indra king bali maharaj indefatigable endeavor and understanding his motive king indra along with other demigods approached his spiritual master brahaspati and spoke as follows my lord our old enemy bali maharaj who has now enthusiasm and he has obtained such astonishing power that we think that perhaps we can resist his prowess no one anywhere can counteract the military arrangement of balis it now appears that bali is trying to drink up the entire universe with his mouth lick up the ten direction with his tongue and raise fire in every direction with his eyes indeed he has arisen like the annihilating fire known as samvartaka kindly inform me what is the cause of bali maharaj's strength endeavor influence and victory how has he become so enthusiastic so indra is asking his guru what is this bali maharaj has become so strong and powerful and he has come here what is it that we are going to do now brahaspati the spiritual master of the demigod said oh indra i know the cause of your enemies becoming so powerful the brahmana descendant of brugamuni being pleased by bali maharaj their disciples endowed him with extraordinary powers neither you nor your men can conquer the most powerful bali no one but the supreme personality of godhead can conquer him for he is now equipped with the supreme spiritual power which is called brahma tejas as no one can stand before yamraj no one can stand before bali maharaj so shukracharya being pleased with his disciple has imparted him that particular weapon or this particular way of life you know wherein nobody can conquer bali maharaj when the demigods had disappeared bali maharaj the son of virochana entered the heavenly kingdom and from there he brought the three worlds under his control the brahmana descendant of brugu being very pleased with their disciple who had conquered the entire universe now engaged him in performing 100 ashwamedh sacrifices when bali maharaj performed these sacrifices he gained the great reputation of on all directions throughout the three worlds thus he shone in his position like the brilliant moon in the sky because of the favor of the brahmanas the great soul bali maharaj thinking himself very satisfied became very opulent and prosperous and began to enjoy the kingdom so we have come to the end of this chapter it was only a descriptive type where you understood how bali maharaj becomes very very strong and powerful and now he has taken over the heavens as well so all the three worlds he has taken over now krishna has to take a form which is the vamana avatar and come over there and subdue bali maharaj got it and this is what we are going to do so we have begun the story so we will stop over here